Hi, John Kuzma from EndZoneBlog.com's Across the Middle Show, your daily podcast for all your latest NFL news and action. I appreciate it. We're in day three of the draft. Everything's been exciting so far. A lot of teams making some great picks. Uh, the few that I want to talk about, first up, uh, the Denver Broncos. The Denver Broncos nail it on day one by uh, picking up Bradley Chubb, the best defensive player in the entire draft guy with a ton of upside who the Broncos plan on pairing next to Von Miller. And when you have Bradley Chubb and Von Miller on the same defense, that's going to be disruptive. And uh, Denver is really going to be back in the upper echelon of elite defenses. Remember when they won the Super Bowl, they were just unstoppable. They shut down Cam Newton, made the Panthers look uh, just you know, not up to par with that defense that they had. And uh, ultimately, that's why they won the Super Bowl. If you don't remember that year, Peyton Manning was off his game. Brock Osweiler actually had some big games to get him there. Um, So really, it was all defense that uh, won the Broncos that Super Bowl. Von Miller gets a little help. You know, Von Miller was upset about not landing Kirk Cousins because he campaigned for the Broncos to get Cousins all offseason. Cousins ultimately goes to Minnesota. Uh, Miller was a little uh, disappointed because they didn't, you know, get a quarterback that can get him over the hump. Eventually, they plug Case Keenum into the pitcher. We'll see how that does. But uh, Miller really wanted Bradley Chubb. He said he's a combination of Cleo Mack and and himself. So for uh, John Elway to get Bradley Chubb and keep his best player Von Miller happy, I think it's a huge win. It's also huge to just get Chubb in there because he could be dominant himself. Like Von Miller said, he's on par with uh, those other elite rushers, you know, Cleo Mack himself, everybody else who does it at that uh, top-tier level. So I really love what Denver did. And then in the second, uh, with their second pick, they get Christian Kirk, uh, or not Christian Kirk, they get Cortland Sutton out of uh um SMU a former the former Mustang wide receiver this guy's a great red zone target he uh he's got a big frame he he's awesome on the back shoulder fades down by the goal line he's going to be able to work uh his way open you know he can play through contact and Make some big catches down there you know the Broncos offensively really struggled they had a musical uh chairs situation at the quarterback position they didn't have um they needed a little bit more juice out of the wide receiver Sutton's going to give them that you know when you pair him up with Emmanuel Sanders and Demarius Thomas um you can just see that you know the Broncos are going to be better at uh you know passing the ball and then Case Keenum obviously is going to help that too over everything they had so uh, Denver's looking much better. Bradley Chubb, Cortland Sutton, two very, very good picks, and the future's looking very bright for the Broncos. The next topic we have is the Arizona Cardinals. The Arizona Cardinals are also one of the winners of this draft. Um, at the 10th spot, they go and get Josh Rosen. Uh, this is a great pickup because I feel like Rosen was the best player in the entire draft at the quarterback position. Just from a mechanical standpoint, this guy operates on in the pocket uh, on a whole nother level. Obviously, Rosen isn't um, the same type of talent as Tom Brady is, but he plays the same style of game as Tom Brady is. You know, Rosen will have to grow into Brady uh, type of uh, you know status, 
but um, he definitely plays a similar game. He he stays in the pocket. He doesn't uh, roll out too much. He doesn't extend the play out of the pocket. You know, he just sits inside behind his uh, offensive line, and he, he trusts his arm to beat the defense. And he observes everything the defense is throwing uh, at him, and then he, you know, he makes his read and responds in the best possible way. So I really think Josh Rosen was a, a steal for the Arizona Cardinals. I know they got Sam Bradford there, who they're paying $20 million a, a year. They also got Mike Glenn in there. But uh, I believe Rosen's good enough to be a starter from day one just off watching his tape. You know, they'll probably make him hold a clipboard for a year or two. But I like that he went to Arizona, which is close to his hometown in uh, the Los Angeles area. So he seemed happy about going there. I know Rosen was really upset about free falling, uh, you know, down to the number 10 pick. But, you know, that's draft night sometimes. And um, he definitely, after all that frustration he was going through, he definitely looked happy to go to the Cardinals. And I just think it's because he's staying out west, you know, five hours away from home from his family it's going to be easy for them to uh come and visit or him to go and visit if uh he has to so it just ended up being the right situation from him and from a football standpoint he's going to help this offense you know get past the loss of uh Carson Palmer and uh really you know that offensively you know they have Larry Fitzgerald and David Johnson who are two big time players but uh, they need a little bit more. I think Rosen can give them more from the quarterback position than they've ha- they've had recently, and we all know that the QB spot can elevate a team to new heights. The you know the other pick they had, they had Christian Kirk. I know I said that earlier, but uh, the Cardinals got Christian Kirk, and uh, that's a good uh, uh, second round pick because if you watch Kirk play at Texas A and M. This guy was explosive on kick returns, punt returns in the passing game. Um, great yards after catch player. It, you know he's good with the ball ball in his hand, so he could work screens and things like that. I like him out of the slot. You know, um, you know people were knocking him when I was reading his scouting report. Uh, it said he ran a four four seven. That's not that slow. Yeah, we when we're at the combine and we see everybody running fast times, we're like. Uh, you know, four four seven. You know, it could have been a little bit faster. It could have, but he's still a four four speed, and that's, you know, when you get on the field and away from the combine, you realize how fast that is. You want to know who else runs a four four seven speed? Antonio Brown, the best receiver in the entire league. So you can't really knock him on his speed when we've seen on tape he's been explosive in the kick return game. And I I, I want to tell you something: kick returners are never slow. Punt returners are never slow. Kirk can do all that stuff and, and get the job done. Um, he proved that at A&M for the Aggies. So I don't think you can say four four seven. that's too slow. There's other receivers in the league who are shining right now who are even below that. So speed's not going to be a concern for Christian Kirk. It's going to be about how well he transitions to the pro game and if he can stack up physically to what the guys in the NFL bring because it's a much more uh, aggressive game at the next level. There's very little room to operate. You know those top tier defensive backs. They're gonna they're gonna jam you. They're gonna bump you. They're gonna get. They're gonna do everything they can to get in your head. So 
that's where I I uh, I have concerns about Christian Kirk. But from a speed standpoint, you know, while everybody was talking, is he fast enough? There's no question he's fast enough. I, I there was also uh, talk about he doesn't really explode off the line of scrimmage and get vertical. You know, give him time to develop at this level. He's going to learn. So um, Arizona goes offensive with both their picks. They needed that, and maybe, you know, I don't know if Larry Fitzgerald's going to play beyond this upcoming season. I think it would just probably be it after this uh, 2018 year. But um, maybe, maybe Rosen does shine at uh, training camp. Maybe Rosen is the best player from day one, and maybe Larry Fitzgerald says, hmm, I could play three more years because we actually are uh, trending upward a little bit. So, and then, uh, you know, Bradford, he he has issues as far as his uh, knees go. So at any time, his knee could give out. Glennon could step in the starting role. We know Glennon, you know, isn't a big producer. He can just manage things and get you by. But Glennon really isn't uh, a player who puts up, like, fantastic stats or anything like that. So maybe uh, Steve Wilkes, the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, uh, has to turn to Glennon at some point, and he's just like, why don't I just go with Rosen? Rosen's shown me so much, and uh, that could really get the former UCLA player on the field. And then obviously he'll have a talented player and the former Aggie, Christian Kirk, to help him make some plays downfield a little bit. So it's uh, it's all good if uh, you're the Arizona Cardinals you know, or the Denver Broncos. Those two teams... Really impressed me with what they did in the draft. You know, Elway needed, you know, Elway, was, his, his seat was starting to heat up a little bit. He needed this big draft. The Cardinals, I think Kime's seat was starting to heat up a little bit too. The the Cardinals general manager, Steve Kime, he just uh, hasn't been able to get that team in contention the last couple of years. He has a big draft uh, this year, which is going to help his team be a lot more competitive. Uh the last topic we have is the Giants. Man, I got it. Man, Gettleman, Dave Gettleman. What was Carolina thinking? Get rid of Dave Gettleman. I've watched Dave Gettleman operate for one season, one off season, I should say, with New York, and this guy has made so many good moves that it's apparent he's on another level. And Gettleman's team last year with Carolina, that he he drafted all those players and they fired him before the season started. They went to the playoffs because he picked up good players like Christian McCaffrey. And uh, I don't know why Carolina ran him out of town, but that ends up being the New York Giants' blessing. Gettleman gets them Saquon Barkley, who is possibly once-in-a-generation player. If he lives up to those expectations, Barkley could be one of the greatest running backs we've ever seen. If he's anything like he was at Penn State, then the Giants just got a star at the running back spot. And that's going to extend Eli Manning's career because he can hand the ball off and trust uh, Barkley to get it done. And then the Giants, they go get Will Hernandez uh, out of uh, UTEP, University of Texas at El Paso. If you plug in Will Hernandez's uh, game tape, you notice right away this is a huge offensive lineman. He's wearing the cowboy collar. He's aggressive. Put up like wasn't it like 43 bench press reps at the combine or something like that? He's a he's the definition of a mauler. Man, I, I can't believe how many times on tape he's pulled, went around outside wide, 
and would be on a one-on-one isolation block with someone and just level that guy, completely take him out of the play and open up a spring a big play for the offense, I should I should uh, say. So it's uh it's been good for the Giants. They also got, you know, uh some other players later on in the draft, so I I just can't believe how much Gettleman is bringing to the table. New York's going to they're going to turn around quickly. I think they'll be around 8 and 8, you know, this this uh year. Depending on how everything goes, they might be better or they could be worse. I don't really see them being worse just because they're definitely better than they t- the team they were last year. I know they lost Jason Pierre-Paul and that's going to hurt a little bit. But the the guys they added, you know, when you're talking about Barkley and you're talking about Will Hernandez, I mean, those are two players who are going to instantly take this uh, offense up to a level higher than what they were at. You know, Saquon Barkley on another level. Will Hernandez on another level. The only questions about Hernandez is the talent he played against. But other than that, very, very impressive. Combine superstar. You know, just a tough SOB on that offensive line. He's going to add a little nastiness up front. And he looks, both those players, the first two picks for the Giants, Barkley and Hernandez, are guys that can be put into the lineup as a rookie and start from day one. That tells you all you need to know. That tells you it was a great draft. You always want to land those guys who can contribute immediately because they have a higher ceiling in the NFL. Other than, other than that, though, uh, I want to talk about the Browns got uh, Chubb, um, Nick Chubb. They're going to pair Nick Chubb along with Carlos Hyde. That's going to be a nice one-two punch for, uh, you know, the Browns' offensive backfield. Tyrod Taylor is going to have two running backs to take the pressure off him. You know, everybody was mad that the Browns didn't get Saquon Barkley, but I think Nick Chubb can be a contributor in the NFL. Went for over a thousand last year at Georgia. Him and Sony Michelle were so key to that team. Now he goes to another talented uh, backfield with uh, Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde and and, uh, and Chubb are gonna, you know, they're gonna be a nice one-two punch who can really wear down opposing defenses. Uh, are not Cleveland. Cleveland really got it done with that pick. Um, the other thing I want to talk about. Uh, the, the, a couple players that really slid down the draft. Um, Harold Landry, Orlando Brown. Landry was out of BC. Orlando Brown was out of Oklahoma. Both of those guys, at one point, I, were he- I was hearing their names thrown around uh, as first-round draft picks. They tumble so far down the boards. And it's rough, you know. That's draft night for you. Some guys always uh, take a, a free fall. You know, we've seen it with some good players. You know, Aaron Rodgers took a little bit of a free fall. So it just goes to show that that doesn't mean anything. You know, I saw Aninus Williams writing on Twitter about how he took a a huge dive on draft night. And uh, he ended up handling business. So you never, you just never know. It's all about uh, how teams view you. Like, look at uh, Rosen and Lamar Jackson. Both those guys were treated so unfairly by NFL evaluators. And I think both those guys are going to be two of the better quarterbacks coming out. So there's always some character assassination going on in, uh, during this whole process. It's unfortunate, but 
you know, that's politics and, uh, you know, social politics and just the, the game of uh, everybody trying to backstab each other to get the players they want and some people trying to drive the price down on other players so they can fall into their lap. So there's a lot of uh, craziness going on with the draft. Uh, you know, you just got to take it with a grain of salt, and if you're Rosen or Lamar Jackson, just come out and play your best football. That's all I have for tonight. I uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Check out endzoneblog.com for all your latest NFL news and action. We also have uh, our Twitter at endzoneblognfl. Check us out. It would be greatly appreciated. Take care.